Hey everyone, this is David Opposing the Matrix. I want to thank you for joining me today. Uh, Brian will not be with us tonight. He is uh, got some family stuff he's taking care of, so we will be missing him today, of course. Um, but the, the show must go on, is the case, or as the uh, saying says, right? Pardon me, I kind of just threw everything together to get on tonight. So, um, but we got some interesting stuff to talk about tonight. Actually, to listen to tonight, um, I found online, and many of you probably have too. I'm, I'm not sure, but I found online a uh, a video or a series of videos. And what it was is the grand jury that was put together was convened of lawyers all over the world who have uh, taken their time and effort to gather people and bring them together to hear evidence that this uh, supposed COVID pandemic was something that was brought to this world through the aspirations of very evil individuals. And we know who they are. We know who you are if you're listening. Uh, we know who you are, uh, especially you, Mr. Gates. Um, but anyway, uh, so I want to uh, go ahead and, and present some of these videos. This is going to be a series, okay? Um, and since um, I'm doing it by myself, I will continue this series by myself. Uh, when Brian comes back next Monday, we will talk about other things. Um, but I think this is interesting for the world to get out now, get out to the world. And now this is uh, non-copyrighted material. Um, it, says, it states so right at the beginning of the document. And um, it it is presented so that you can be informed that's all they want to do is to inform people they feel informed people are, are are dangerous to the new world order and that the new world order fears um informed people and and rightfully so it does so um i'm going to present uh, two or three videos tonight maybe more i'll keep an eye on the time i don't want to go over two hours and um Okay, sorry. Um, anyway, we don't want to go over two hours, and we will um, go ahead and after that, I'll I'll talk about maybe um, what we're going to do in the future. Okay, pardon me while I get things set up here. Okay, that's good enough, I guess. Um, okay, so folks, we're going to go ahead and I'm going to switch over to the screen. Okay. And uh, let me go over there. Okay, here we are. And this is put together by Stop World Control. Okay, this is a very good website. Very, very good website. <laughs> I've gotten a lot out of it. And um, I, I got a feeling that we're going to get a lot out, of, even more out of it uh, in the days to come. Um, it says lawyers and experts reveal evidence for world dictatorship under the guise of pandemics. I think you and I kind of knew about that, right? A group of international lawyers, top-level experts, and renowned scientists present the evidence before a grand jury that the COVID-19 pandemic is a criminal operation with the purposes of installing a world dictatorship. Now, i got some expert witnesses. Among the expert witnesses are World Health Organization advisors, a United Nations official, members of the British Intelligence Services, former officers from the U.S., the U.K. military, an expert from the Center for Disease Control, a former vice president from Pfizer, 
a Nobel Prize winner for medicine and many other high level witnesses. And here, uh, I know if you're listening and you don't have the video, um, it shows uh, the emblems of the United Nations, Pfizer, the World Health Organization, which is really interesting if you look at it um, because it's got a caduceus in it. But every caduceus I've ever seen has had two snakes on it, uh, one pointing to the left and one pointing to the right. And the fact that the snake is crawling up a tree kind of tells you where this whole thing comes from, right? You remember the story of Adam and Eve in the, in the uh, forbidden fruit in the garden? The snake was in the tree. So <laughs> right away, they're giving themselves away. Um, an evidence, uh, excuse me, uh, an emblem of the CDC, the Royal Navy, the United States Marine Corps, and uh, C, uh, GCHO. It's got a crown above it, so I guess it's, it's, uh, it's British. I guess we'll find out uh, down the road a little bit what that stands for. And they go into psychological manipulations. The experts show how mind control, psychological manipulation, and hypnosis techniques are used to control the opinions and behaviors of the public worldwide. The information is backed up with official documents issued by the governments and named organizations. Below is one example of an, um, an official document by the British government revealing an official strategy to psychologically manipulate the public. And uh, for you, so you can't see it's uh, a picture and it says uh, it's the second article in uh, or number two in this article. It says perceived threat. Substantial number of people still do not feel su sufficiently personally threatened. The perceived level of personal threat needs to be increased among those who are complicit using hard hitting emotional messages. Well, I'll tell you, if you watch TV at all, especially the uh, the alphabet channels, it's just about every channel anymore anyway. Um, even if you watch YouTube, sometimes there's commercials on there. And, uh, you know, oh, you need to get the shot. You know, I my husband didn't get the shot and he died. And, you know, so it's all fear mongering. Um, now, you can download this grand jury evidence if you want to. It comes in PDFs and it's it's a lot of reading, but it's um, very informative. And um, some of the videos are kind of long, and I don't know quite how to do that at this time. I think that perhaps what we'll do is um, I'll find points in the video where I can shut it off and then start it up the next uh, the next week or or later on this week or whatever, you know. Um, but it's important that this information get out because it's something that we all need to hear, something that we all need to reflect on, and it's something that will influence our decisions, day to day decisions, and. And life's decisions nowadays as to what to do uh, when with all this gobbledygook garbage that's going on out there. Uh, so anyway, the evidence is presented during six grand jury legal proceedings that last each about six hours. The length of these proceedings make it hard for the majority of the public to receive this information. That's why Stop World Control is creating easy to read summaries of each six hour session. So these extremely important revelations can reach greater audiences. The first summary is now available and can be downloaded for free below. Okay, so uh, there, there's a, you can't see it. it there's a, um, a little tab for, and it'll download the PDF to your computer. Okay, uh, now they, they show the, the um, attorneys and the judge. Uh, there's an attorney at law, Dr. Reiner Fulmich. I love that. I love doing the accent, so don't judge me for that. Okay. And he's from Germany. Um, judge Rui Fonseca y Castro. And I don't know what that flag is. Um, I don't think it's Spain. 
it's not Portugal. Um, I don't know if you're looking at this, maybe you know. <laughs> we'll figure it out. And if I hover over, it doesn't tell me. Uh, attorney at law Michael W. Swinwood from Canada. Attorney at law Virginie D. Arujo, Arujo, I guess that's pronounced. She's from France. Attorney at law Viviane Fisher from Germany. Attorney at law Nancy Ann Garner from the United States. Attorney at law Dexter L. J. Well, Ryan Vilt from, it uh, looks like South Africa. Uh, attorney at law Deanne Pollard Sachs from, uh, United States. Attorney at law Tony Nikolic from the, uh, from Australia. Uh, attorney at law Claire Deeks from Australia. Attorney at law Dr. Renate Holtzsein. And that looks like an Irish flag. Uh, and then we have an attorney at law, Dipali Oja from, uh, from India. So you can see or hear <laughs> that there are attorneys from all over the world. Um, don't knock them folks. These are good attorneys. Okay. <laughs> um, now they're human rights offenders too. Um, three of them. And I don't know where that flags from. Dahasa Vuzem. Then there's Dr. Christiane Grieb from Canada. Or Gribe, I don't know how it's pronounced. Leslie Manukian from um, United States. Okay. The power structures colluded on stage to stage a pandemic that has been planned for years. Click to see the evidence. Yeah, you can click on there too. Um, by the way, before I continue, you can get this by looking at stopworldcontrol.com forward slash jury, forward slash, um, and I'm not going to read all those numbers and letters after it, but if you get to that part, uh, stopworldcontrol.com forward slash jury, forward slash, and uh, it'll take you to this page and you can go ahead and read all about this, okay? If, if that's is your desire, if you're somebody that has the time to do stuff like that. Um, to this end, they deliberately created mass panic through false statements of fact, and a socially engineered psychological operation whose messages they conveyed through uh, the corporate media. The purpose of this mass panic was to persuade the population to agree to experimental so-called vaccinations, which they are not. They have been proven to be neither effective nor safe, but extremely dangerous and even lethal. Uh, and then it gives you a choice to download the vaccine death report. Okay. The jury, uh, grand jury investigation. The purposes of this investigation is twofold. It serves as a model proceeding to secure indictments against some of the criminally and civilly responsible figureheads of these crimes against humanity. Number two, by presenting a complete picture of what we are facing, including the geopolitical and historical backdrop, our aim is to create awareness about the factual collapse of the current hijacked system and its institutions and as a consequence, awareness of, and there's three, at least three bullet points. Yeah, three. Uh, the necessity of the people themselves retaking their sovereignty. The necessity of first stopping the measure by refusing to comply. And the third bullet point says, and the necessity of jumpstarting the people's own new system of healthcare, education, economics, and judiciary, so that the democracy and the rule of law on the basis of our constitution will be reestablished. Okay, the purpose of the secure indictments against the figureheads that create awareness. Okay, it's just repeating that. Okay, so the first video that we're going to watch is um, 
the opening statements by Dr. Reiner Fumick. Um, and I don't think that's too long. Only 18 minutes and six seconds. So we can, we can stomach that, right? Handle that. Um, so the, during these opening statements, Dr. Fulmer, uh, Reiner Fulmick explains the four sets of facts concerning the crimes against humanity and introduces the experts who will be presenting the evidence. Okay, bear with me because I'm going to have to turn this on, enlarge it, and then afterwards to turn it back down. So, um, or to make it small again so we can move down. Okay, so here we go. This is Dr. Um, Reiner Fulmick from Germany. Good afternoon. My name is Rainer Fülmich, and it is my pleasure to serve as one member of a group of distinguished international attorneys and lawyers who have been collaborating on this very important case for many months now. This case involving the most heinous crimes against humanity committed under the guise of a corona pandemic on a global scale looks complicated only at first glance. But when you put together all those pieces, all those little pieces of the puzzle, as we will do this for you with the help of many renowned experts and other witnesses during this proceeding, you will see four sets of facts. One, there is no corona pandemic, but only a PCR test pandemic, fueled by an elaborate psychological operation designed to create a constant state of panic among the world's population. This agenda has been long planned. It's ultimately unsuccessful. Precursor was the swine flu some 12 years ago. And it was cooked up by a group of super rich, psychopathic and sociopathic people who hate and fear people at the same time, have no empathy and are driven by the desire to gain full control over all of us, the people of the world. They are using our governments and the mainstream media, both of which they literally own, to convey their panic propaganda 24-7. Two, the virus itself can be treated safely and effectively with vitamin C, D, zinc, etc., and also with off-label use of ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, etc., but all these, not alternative methods of treatment, but real methods of treatment, were banned by those who are using the guise of this pandemic to push their ultimate goal, which is to get everyone to receive the, as we will show in this proceeding, not only ineffective, but highly dangerous, yes, lethal experimental injections. Three, the same people who made the swine flu, which ultimately turned out to be a mild flu, into a pandemic 12 years ago by first changing the definition of what a pandemic is and then creating panic, created this corona pandemic. The swine flu was their first real attempt at creating a pandemic. And just as one of its purposes then was to divert our attention from the blatantly fraudulent activities of their financial industry, more aptly to be called a financial mafia, which had become visible through the Lehman crisis, In this is also of one of their major purposes of, of this corona pandemic now. Had we taken a closer look then during the Lehman crisis, instead of blindly believing our governments, uh, government's promises that the perpetrators of those financial crimes will be hel held liable, we would have seen th uh, then that they had been looting and plundering our public coffers for decades. 
And we would have seen that our governments are not our governments anymore. Rather, they have been taken over by the other side through their main platform, the World Economic Forum, which had started to create their own global leaders through their Young Global Leaders Program as early as 1992, two of the first graduates being Angela Merkel and Bill Gates. And we would have understood already then what we will show you now through this proceeding. These financial crimes went unchallenged by our politicians because they are aiding and abetting those who commit them and profiting from these crimes. Four, ultimately, however, we will show to you, the jury, that the other side's main purpose is to gain full and complete control over all of us. This involves the finalization of their looting and plundering by deliberately destroying our small and medium-sized businesses, retail businesses, hotel and restaurants, so that platforms such as Amazon can take over. And this involves population control, which in their view requires both a massive reduction of the population and manipulating the DNA of the remaining population with the help, for example, of mRNA experimental injections. But it also requires, in their view, the deliberate destruction of democracy, of the rule of law, and of our constitutions through chaos. So that ultimately, we will agree to losing our national and cultural identities and instead will accept a one world government under the UN, which is now under the full control of them and their World Economic Forum, a digital passport through which each and every move is monitored and controlled, and one digital currency, which we will only be able to receive from one world bank, theirs, of course. At the conclusion of the case, and after you have heard all the evidence, we are confident that you will recommend indictments against all six putative figurehead defendants, Christian Drosten of Germany, Anthony Fauci, the United States, Tedros of the World Health Organization, Bill Gates, BlackRock, and Pfizer. Ladies and gentlemen, this case is about a long-planned agenda of a group of ultra-rich people and their financial mafia based in the city of London and on Wall Street to use a pseudo-pandemic as the guise behind which, while our attention is on the pandemic, they want to complete their decades-long efforts to gain full and complete control over all of us. There are numerous platforms on which this group has been meeting and discussing this agenda. But the most important one is that of the World Economic Forum, which was invented in 1971 by a then 33-year-old Klaus Schwab. Its members are a thousand global corporations with at least five billion U.S. dollars in annual sales, politicians, media representatives, scientists, and other so-called high-profile personality. They meet once a year in Davos, but there are other such meetings, for example, in China. And since 1992, they have created and presented to us their own group of political leaders for the world. Among the first graduates, as I mentioned before, are Angela Merkel and Bill Gates in 1992. Others are Sebastian Kurz, up until recently Chancellor of Austria, Justin Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada, Jacinda Ardern, Prime Minister of New Zealand, François Macron, President of France, and many, many more. This group, 
which is now called the Davos clique, is openly, the publication The Great Reset by Klaus Schwab is one of the most important sources for this information, promoting the shifting of the world's assets to this group of super rich people so that in 2030, ordinary people will owe nothing and be happy, as it explicitly states there, under their one world government with a digital currency given to us by their one world bank. And they're also openly promoting in close cooperation with people like the putative defendant Bill Gates, the Rockefellers and others, the drastic reduction of the world's population and the manipulation of the remaining population's DNA all the way into transhumanism. Their most important goal is, however, the controlled... By them, of course, implosion of the completely looted financial system and simultaneous introduction of a digital currency issued by one world bank controlled by them. And just as important, the introduction of a world government under the UN, which has come under their full control in 2019. For this purpose, they have made concrete plans for this corona pandemic since at least the spring of 2001. Operation Dark Winter, followed by another such rehearsal, the lockstep exercise by the Rockefeller Foundation in 2010, and finally, Event 201 in October of 2019 in Rockefeller After our opening statements, we will start off in a week from now by calling former members, a member of the U.S. military, James Bush, who participated in Operation Dark Winter in 2001, former members of the British intelligence services, Brian Garish and Alex Thompson, and investigative journalists Whitney Webb and Matthew Arrett, former World Health Organization employees and advisors, Dr. Sylvia Behrendt and Dr. Astrid Stuckelberger. They will explain to us the historical and geopolitical background of what we are confronted with. And they will show to us how this agenda has been planned for at least 20 years, start, starting with Operation Dark Winter in 2001, um, and some 10 years uh, later, the lockstep scenario by the Rockefeller Foundation, ending with the dress rehearsal, Event 201, in October of 2019. And the end, they will explain how, when there were no cases which they needed to declare a public health emergency of international concern, they created them by having defendant Drosten invent the story of asymptomatic infections, which don't exist, and how this PCR test can detect through mass screening of perfectly healthy people, those who are infected. A lie, as we will show. We will continue with the next group of witnesses, Dr. Wolfgang Wodak, an experienced lung specialist and former member of the German Bundestag and the Council of Europe, who managed to expose the other side's first attempt at a pandemic, the swine flu of 12 years ago, as a mild flu. Professor Ulrike Kemmerer, biologist from Würzburg University. Dr. Mike Yeden, former vice president of Pfizer. Dr. Sylvia Behrendt, Dr. Astrid Stuckelberger, Professor Dolores Cahill of Dub Dublin University, Professor Antonietta Gatti from Italy, Professor Berkholz from Germany. These experts will explain to us what is behind the legend of the Wuhan wet market outbreak. 
They will show that the virus is no more dangerous than the common flu. The PCR test cannot tell us anything about infections, but is the only basis for all anti-corona measures, including the ultimate measure, the so-called vaccines. And the so-called vaccines are not only ineffective, but extremely dangerous. Regardless of the natural or man-made origin of the virus, our immune system is perfectly well capable of dealing with the virus, as evidenced by an infection fatality rate of between 0.14 and 0.15 or even less percent. There was no excess mortality anywhere until the experimental injections started. There were not even any cases in early 2020. However, they needed cases in order to declare a public health emergency of international concern, as this was the only basis on which it would be possible, according to their own made-up rules, which all governments of the member states of the World Health Organization had agreed to, to use untested new drugs, the experimental injections, on people. After a first failed attempt at announcing this public health emergency of international concern, because there were no cases, they tried again in late January of 2020 after they had created cases with the help of that now infamous Drosten PCR test and announced this public health emergency of international concern two weeks later. We will hear from these experts that these cases were almost all false positive test results, nothing else. The next group of experts are Dr. Thomas Binder from Switzerland, Dr. Brian Artis from Texas, Dr. Shankara Chetty from South Africa, and Dr. Wolfgang Wodarp from Germany, and John O'Looney, undertaker from England. These experts will tell us how right from the start we were witnessing a deliberate, completely senseless banning of normal, effective and safe methods of treatment of respiratory diseases, and instead a mandate of treatments that must now be considered serious medical malpractice. Intubation, remdesivir, medezolam. John O'Looney will explain how he first believing the other side's allegations about a pandemic even helped the BBC in pushing their panic propaganda until he realized how under the guise of the pandemic, people were intentionally being killed. We will then call the next group of experts, including Professor Alexandra Orioncourt from France, Dr. Mike Yeadon, Professor Sucharit Bhakti from Germany, Professor Luc Montagnier from France, Dr. Vanessa Schmidt-Krüger from Germany, Dr. Robert Malone, inventor of the mRNA vaccine technique um, from the U.S., and Professor Anne Burkhardt, pathologist from Germany. They will show us that while the virus did not cause any excess mortality, it has a survival rate of 99.97%, the shots are now killing people and have been causing excess mortality of up to 40% since September as a result of a poisoning with the spike protein and of shutting off our immune system. Dr. Mike Yeadon will tell us how a group of scientists has even found concrete evidence that the makers of the vaccines are experimenting with lethal dosages to see how the lethal side effects can be manipulated in such a way that the population will not immediately understand what is happening. The next group of experts will explain to us how it could have come to this. This, this group includes Professor Matthias Desmet from Belgium, Dr. Ariane Billeran from France, Dr. Meredith Miller 
from the U.S., Professor Harald Wallach from Germany, and Stefan Kohn, employee of the German Department of the Interior. These experts will walk us through how the other side, after having established the public health emergency of international concern, in quick succession introduced us to the lockdown, the nonsensical and dangerous mask mandates, and the very harmful, both physically and psychologically, social distancing, until they, they arrived at their ultimate goal, the ineffective and dangerous, even lethal, injections. And they will explain to us in detail how our acquiescence to all this was made possible through a gigantic psychological operation whose panic message we kept receiving through the mainstream medias and our politicians, both owned by the other side, relentless propaganda. (laughs) The next group of experts includes Leslie Mnookin, a former investment banker from the U.S., Naomi Wolf, journalist and author from the U.S., Ernst Wolf, a German economist, Professor Christian Kreis, German economist, Professor Holger Recko, a German economist, and Markus Kral, a German economist. This part of the proceeding will have these experts explain to us in great detail about the intentional destruction of our economies and how the other side is working on a controlled crash of the financial system to both get away with the crimes that they have already committed over the past decade, uh, decades looting and plundering our public coffers until there's nothing left, and to introduce a one-world bank and digital currency plus digital passport. The final group of experts include Matthew Eret, an investigative journalist from Canada, Vera Sharaf, a Holocaust survivor, Ilana Rachel Daniel from Israel, Rabbi Smith from New York, Patrick Wood, an expert on technocracy from the U.S., Avital Livni from Israel. This final part of the investigation will have these experts tell us how an important part of the other side's agenda has to do with population control, or rather, eugenics. After World War II, eugenics had a bad name, Julian Huxley, who founded the UNESCO, said. But he and the very large group of people who supported the idea of eugenics would soon be able to continue with their efforts in this direction, he openly explained. The parallels between what happened then, 80 years ago, and what is happening now shall not be ignored. Vera Sharaf will remind us of this. After you have heard all the evidence, we have no doubt that you will recommend indictments against all our putative defendants for crimes against humanity. Thank you. Well, that was quite interesting, don't you think? Okay, so he pretty well introduced everything. Yeah, let's see. We're not going to... It looks like this page does not have the um, the videos that are five hours long. So that's good. So they've encapsulated them. So I'm really happy about that. Um, <clears throat> okay, it goes on to say there are four sets of facts. There is no corona pandemic, only a PCR test pandemic fueled by an elaborate psychological operation designed to create a constant state of panic among the world's population. This agenda has been long planned. Its ultimately unsuccessful precursor was a swine flu 12 years ago, and it was cooked up by a group of super rich psychopaths and sociopathic people who hate and fear people at the same time and have no empathy 
and are driven by the desire to gain full control over all of us, the people of the world. The virus itself can be trans, uh, excuse me, can be treated safely and effectively with vitamin C, D, and zinc, etc. So this is kind of going into what he talked about. Okay, I don't want to be redundant here. Um, so we're going to go ahead and go down and um, okay. We got another video here that talks about. Let's see, the following short documentary shows. A shocking example of how successful treatment for COVID-19 that saved millions of lives was hidden from humanity. Okay. Let's listen to that and see what it's all about. world-famous scientist from Switzerland developed a cure for COVID-19 and all its variations. That is not only 100% effective, it's also completely safe and amazingly cheap. Hi, I'm David Sorensen from StopWorldControl.com. In the nation of Bolivia, in South America, 100 people died every single day due to COVID-19. In the city of Guayaquil, literally every single family was infected. There seemed to be no hope. Death was lurking around every corner. Until the biophysicist Andreas Kalker started treating people with a very simple solution, chlorine dioxide. In a matter of four days, every treated person got better. A law was made to allow this treatment nationwide and the death rate of 100 deaths a day went down to virtually zero. What is this amazing treatment developed by this scientist? You can hear all about it in this video. Well, actually, it is um, researching around now 30, more than 13 years on one single substance, that's chlorine dioxide. And uh, this substance has very amazing results when you use it as a theoretical. What it does, actually, is it increases the oxygen to the blood on one hand and it eliminates pathogens on the other side and it doesn't matter if it's a virus if it's a fungus or it's a microbe because it does it by oxidation it means it's like electrical shock or burning you know and uh, you know uh, um, bacteria can be resistant to be burned and it's a very small oxidation but it's a big effect because this oxidation is big enough to eliminate the single uh, virus, but it's not mm, big enough to harm the cells. 
First, we make the first tests in uh, the preliminary tests in Guayaquil in Ecuador, which was one of the cities, or maybe even the city most affected by death uh, in April, because in the city itself there are more than 15,000 deaf people. So there's basically every family affected. The, in Helsinki protocol in the number 37 clearly declares that every doctor can use anything uh, he thinks there might be a use if there's no other approved medicine. There might be laws that forbid it, like the FDA or whatever, in the country, but we are speaking about supranational laws. And that's the human uh, rights. The human rights clearly state you have the right to live. And even the UN is saying that a doctor can use anything. So there, are, there is a legal base to use this substance even without being approved. And so they tried the first clinical trial. They had 104 patients at that time and 97% uh, were cured in four days. We have the proof now that we can say uh, in the phase one and phase two or 2A, uh, we have 100% success in every case. Wow. What happened is that in Bolivia uh, at that time, it was very, very bad because we have to remember in Bolivia, we had about one more than 100 deaf people, not cases, deaf people every single day. It's a small country, only 12 million. And uh, what happens there is uh, they tried it first in the, in the police and the military with Dr. Kalis Peris. Uh, she, she was working with us. And uh, they had a huge success in the military and the police because it really worked. And they found it out and said, okay, let's make a law because we don't have the time to wait uh, to see the people die. As the, the politicians got ill as well and they treated themselves as one of the military doctors uh, that saved them, and they said, we have to make the law yes or yes. You can see that the death rate from over 100 people in only two months went down to practically zero. Uh, we have a group of in 20 countries, it's called comusaf.com. So it is, uh, there are more than 4,000 doctors using it in more than 22 countries, I have to say exactly now. So, and we have uh, registered more than 20,000 cases with PCR positive and negative after only four to seven days. So this is a fact. The fact here is that we have to save lives because that's really important. And there are two kinds of people, the people that want to be saved and the people that want just to follow like sheeple and to get vaccinated. Everybody is responsible for his own life. Why is this miracle treatment for COVID not major news on every news broadcast? And why is it not on the front page of every newspaper? Why is this being hidden from humanity? And why is every other cure for COVID, like hydroxychloroquine and budesonide and hydrogen peroxide and ivermectin, why are these cures for COVID always being suppressed? And why is an experimental, life-threatening, DNA-altering vaccine being imposed on humanity as the only solution? So there is an industry who wants to sell vaccines in a way. It is not a pandemia, it's a plandemia, it's a planned uh, plague we have now. My book has been banned on Amazon. My YouTube is... 
right away uh, by uh, it's right away erased anywhere even facebook has been cleared paypal accounts have been shut down and even and now it comes even in research gate where i was i have i've been erased we have to understand that the big tech uh, has uh, just the power to erase whatever they want anywhere they want yeah and why are they doing that what is the bigger agenda behind this this is easy we are too much in the world i said it again we it's easy we are too much on the world for them they okay. don't need us so because in 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 10 years the cars will be driven uh, automatically uh, we didn't in with ai if you have gtp3 right now so you don't need uh, taxi drivers you don't need truck drivers you don't need farmers because everything goes automatically your doctors will not be needed as much either because the diagnosis with differential diagnosis made by ai um the lawyers will go down if they will not be needed because ai is faster than them and so on and so forth the artificial intelligence will be there in a massive way uh, so it is planned to be a big reset and this is a very clear thing the pandemic itself is just the introduction of a, a new world order that has been well announced from a long 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 time and uh, that will be put put into place that's oh. the agenda absolute control in a matter of fact i think yes they have the agenda but yes we have the right to defend ourselves against the third world war and that's a biochemist uh, world war especially i have found a lot of help in the military uh, in some of these countries and many of these countries that are uh, totally agreeing because uh, as a military you want to defend your country yeah. it's you, you are very you're a patriot it doesn't matter if you're a us patriot or from bolivia it doesn't matter it's your country yeah. and uh, it is very very sad to see your colleagues die and uh, as a soldier you don't want to leave anyone on the field but there's no bullet against these plague so giving the solution and it's a very simple solution because it's just a knowledge i'm not producing any substance i'm not selling any substance uh, it is just a knowledge that is already out and they are using it and uh, we will see what time will tell us the commissar is made out of doctors mainly and of lawyers So the soldiers nowadays are the lawyers and the law clearly states that you cannot put in substance without the agreement into a human. This is against the human rights one and against the Nuremberg. Uh, I'm a German so uh, I'm born as a German. I've been living most of the time in Spain but uh, as a German you know very well that the Nazis made horrible uh, tests the doctors especially in the uh, the concentration camp with the poor Jews you know where they used them as 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 guinea pigs and they killed them and uh, in these nuremberg trials the doctor said no no we only followed orders well sorry to say it doesn't work so if anyone is doing that and even if there's no responsibility uh, for Pfizer itself but everyone who puts a vaccine and somebody dies can be charged of genocide and uh, in the Nuremberg trials the doctors were executed okay because genocide has no prescribes never and there's no asylum ever
with the lawyer group is getting very big. We have even a commissioner of the human rights, uh, doctor, uh, doctors insights uh, that are from the human rights commission yeah. and uh, professors from universities of international law. So they are very high uh, class ones and it would be great to have more lawyers in there as, do as well as doctors. So any doctor and any lawyer is welcome. There is so much more to say about this. There is hope for the world. There is healing for humanity. If you want to learn more about this, then go to the website stopworldcontrol.com and make sure to sign up for the free emails. You will receive powerful information that will show you what's really going on in this world and that will allow you to defend yourself, your beloved ones, and the world against the greatest crime in the history of humanity. Go to stopworldcontrol.com and sign up. Beautiful. It's basically the end of that one, folks, anyway. So. Here we go. There we go. Um, anyway, uh, that was quite interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, sorry for a little bit of noise at the end. I, that happens in my computer sometimes if I have two browsers running at the same time. I had that and I had Skype running, so I shut the one browser off in the Skype and it went away. So if you ever have that problem, try that. <laughs> it works really good. Sometimes turning off Microsoft Word along with those other things helps too. I think it's just too much for the sound card or something. So um, anyway... So we saw that the same people that did the swine flu, um, uh, they wanted it to be bad, but it turned out to be a mild flu. Um, that was 12 years ago, huh? probably 13 by now. The same people created the pandemic, the corona. Um, so, okay. This is just, again, this is being redundant, so I don't want to do that. Okay, this eye-opening documentary features several journalists and media experts who admit how the news media is used to orchestrate a pandemic or a pandemic, either way, and manipulate the public. So that's 19 minutes and 55 seconds. While that's playing, folks, I am going to excuse myself and go get a yeah. cup of coffee because I am just a little bit tired. And... Uh, and within that time, I'll be back, of course, and uh, we'll go from there. Okay. So here we go. We'll start this up. Educated oh. to lie, to betray. Well, it looks like I didn't get rid of that problem. Hmm. Okay. I'm looking to see what else might be on here that might be interfering. Um, I can close other windows here. I don't think we need them tonight. So we'll try that. And a little prayer. Lord, we pray in the name of Yeshua that this noise problem goes away and we'll be able to present the rest of these videos without the problem. In Yeshua's name, amen and amen. Okay. Pray and uh, not to tell the truth to the public. Not to tell the truth to the public. Not to tell the truth to the public. Udo Yufkult, editor of one of Europe's largest newspapers, the Frankfurter, 
Alamein Zeitung. Confess that with journalists worldwide. Well, I, I've been... Okay, i got to ask a question. Is there anybody in the chat room? Uh, yes, there is. Okay, let me see. Okay, Lexi Cal Stress, how are you? Um, I hope you're listening live. I got to ask you, Lexi, are you having, are you hearing the, uh, the problems on the, um, on the, the feed? Oh, super, super. Okay. Um, but do you hear the, um, the, the, um, the noise that's uh, happening? It sounds like, um, like a bad AM station, actually, (laughs) is what it sounds like. It's not bad. I'm not using headphones. Okay, well, we'll just proceed, and uh, and hopefully we'll be able to keep going. Um, it's done it before, and then it just stops. So let me um, go ahead and see if it continues without giving us any grief here. I've been a journalist for about 25 years, and I was educated to lie, to betray, and uh, not to tell the truth to the public. But seeing right now, within the last months, how, how far, um, how, how the German and American media tries to bring war to the people in Europe, to bring war to Russia, uh, this is a point of no return. And I, I stand, I'm going to stand up and say, um, it is not right what I have done in the past uh, to, to manipulate people, to make propaganda, against Russia and it is not right what my colleagues do and have done in the past because they are bribed uh, to betray the people not only in Germany all over Europe they are bribed uh, to betray the people they are bribed uh, to betray the people the reason writing this book was that I I am very fearful of a new war in Europe and I don't like to have this situation again because uh, war is never coming from itself. There is always people behind it to push for war. And this is not only politicians, this is journalists too. And uh, I just have written in the book how we have betrayed in the past our our readers just to push for war and... uh, because I don't want this anymore. I'm fed up with this propaganda. We live in a banana republic and not in a democratic country where we have press freedom, where we have human rights. Uh, when we, if, if you see the German media, especially my colleagues who day by day write against the Russians who are in transatlantic organizations and who are supported by the United States to do so, well... People like me, I, I, got, I, I became honorary citizen of the state of Oklahoma in the United States. Just why? Just because I write pro-American. I wrote pro-American. Uh, I was supported by the Central Intelligence Agency, by the CIA. Why? Because I should be pro-American. I, I'm fed up with it. I don't want to do it anymore. And so... I've just written a book not to earn money. No, it will cause a lot of trouble for me just to to give the people in this country, in Germany, in Europe, and all over the world 
just to give them a glimpse of a view what goes up behind the closed doors. things that I've discovered is that nearly every war that has started in the past 50 years has been a result of media lies. The media could have stopped it if they had searched deep enough, if they hadn't um, reprinted government propaganda, they could have stopped it. But what does that mean? Well, that means basically populations don't like wars and populations have to be fooled into wars. Populations don't willingly and op with open eyes go into a war. So if we have a good media environment, then we'll also have a peaceful environment. But our number one enemy is ignorance. Um, and I believe that is the number one enemy of everyone, uh, is not understanding what is actually going on in the world. It's only when you start to understand that you can make effective decisions and effective plans. Now, the question is, who is promoting ignorance? Well, those organisations that try to keep things secret um, and those organisations which distort true information to make it false, misrepresentative. In this latter category, um, it is bad media. Um, it, it really is my, my opinion that the media in general are so bad, um, we would have to question whether the world wouldn't be better off without them altogether. Um, there's some very, very fine journalists, um, and we work with many of them, some fine media organizations, and are so distortive to how the world actually is. Um, Folks, I don't know what to do about this, um, this interference. It's really bugging the heck out of me. Um, just let me look up a couple of things, okay, and see if uh, see if perhaps I can fix something. I don't know. Um, let's see. I got that. I got that. Okay. Maybe it's the auto adjust mic button. That sometimes can mess with things. <clears throat> so we'll just leave it at 100. Because it, it seemed like doing a little bit of troubleshooting, it seemed like maybe uh, sometimes it would do it and sometimes it wouldn't. I got somebody, uh, Alexa Kalstris, on, um, on the chat that's telling me it sounds better. Um, okay, so let's see. If this video keeps giving us problems, we'll just jump to another one, okay? There are always ways to make things work. All right, let's see what we have here.
you about my experience as being the, the crisis manager, the flu commissioner for, for Belgium, and, and, and highlighting the communication uh, aspects there. And then you have one opportunity to do it right. I mean, day one is so important. Uh, in day one, you start your communication with the press, with the people, and, uh, and you have to do it right. I mean, you have to go for one voice, one message. In Belgium, they chose to uh, appoint a non-politician to do that. I mean, I have no party affiliations, and that makes things a little bit, at that time at least, a little bit easier, because you're not, you're not attacked politically. Majority, minority, uh, that doesn't come into play, and that was a huge advantage. The second advantage is that you can play in Brussels the complete naive guy and, uh, and get a lot more done than you would otherwise be, uh, be able to do. You can play in Brussels the complete naive guy. You have to be omnipresent that first day or the first days so that you attract the media attention. Uh, you, you make an agreement with them that you will tell them all, and if they call, you will pick up the phone. When you do that, then you can profit from these early days to, uh, to get complete carpet coverage of the field, and they're not going to search for alternative voices there. And they're not going to search for alternative voices there. And if you do that, that makes things uh, a lot easier. And then you have to say, okay, well, we will have H1N1 deaths. Of course, that would be unavoidable. Uh, I used there Sir Donaldson's uh, quote where he said that in the UK, by the peak of the epidemic, 40 people would die uh, per day uh, at the end of the summer. Uh, so 62 at that time million people in the UK, 40 deaths a day. I worked it out for Belgium. That would be seven deaths a day at the peak of the epidemic. I used that in the media. Uh, I used there Sir Donaldson's uh, quote. I used that in the media. Seven Belgian flu uh, deaths per, uh, per day at the peak of the epidemic would be realistic. That is true in every year, even interpandemically. That, that, that is very, very conservative. <laughs> However, talking about fatalities is important because when you say that, people say, wow, People die because of influenza, and that was a necessary step to, uh, to take. And then, of course, a couple of days later, you had the first uh, H1N1 death in the country, and the scene was set, and it was already talked about. And then you had to pick uh, who is going to be vaccinated first. Huh? And then, well, women and children first, whatever. Well, women and children first, whatever, whatever. I mean, risk groups, they were important. And then I misused the, uh, the fact that, and then I misused the, uh, the fact that the, uh, the top, top football soccer clubs in Belgium um, inappropriately uh, and against all uh, agreements vaccinated their, uh, they made their soccer players priority people. So I said, I can use that. Because if the, the population really believes that this, this vaccine is so desirable that even the soccer players would be dishonest to get their vaccine, I said, okay, I can, I can play with that. So I made a big fuss about this. I can, I can play with that. So I made a big fuss about this. This is Van Ranst is, uh, is raving mad. Uh, <laughs> but, but it worked.
directly. COVID, gangbusters are great, great events, right? Well, folks, I hope you got the idea <laughs> that um, the um, news people are paid to uh, tell you lies and disinformation. Well, I couldn't let that video go on any longer. I, I really appreciate you putting up with it as long as you did. Um, but it annoys me here. <laughs> it really does. It's like listening to a really scratchy record. Um and, and a lot of you don't know what that means, but uh, that's what it sounds like. So, okay, she says, sorry, friend, can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Oh, boy. Okay, hold on. Okay, let's try that. <laughs> I don't know how you made that. Uh, how you made that uh, emoji, but that's cute. I like it. All right. Lexi Calstress, can you hear me? Hmm. That's bizarre. <laughs> I think we're jumping over each other's um, messages. So I will not type anymore if you can answer. Okay. You can hear me, but it's soft. Okay. I think I can fix that. How's that? Any better? <laughs> There's a lag. Oh, no. Okay, hold on. Okay, well, that's interesting. I don't know where that's coming from. Is it tolerable? Okay. Well, I can just turn the mic up a little bit too and see if that works. Alrighty. Well, I don't want to miss any more. So let me see. Um, I'm going to go down a little bit here to another video. So they want to gain full control over us. And let's see. I didn't look at this one earlier. Let's see the vaccine, uh, the revealing documentary with Dr. Oh, okay. That's probably a long one. All right. This is the one I kind of wanted. Oh, it's an hour and three minutes. So. 
I'll tell you what, folks. I think I think it would be a good idea. We've been on a little more than an hour, okay? So I kind of fulfilled my I will be here Monday uh, deal. Um, so maybe just, oh, that's much better. Okay. Note to self, turn mic up. Um, all right, that changes things. Sorry, I don't want to appear to be bipolar here tonight. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Carrie Mad- Madej, uh, Madej, excuse me, that's how you say it. This revealing documentary with Dr. Carrie Madej reveals how vaccines are used to change the human DNA and to start the process of transhumanism, where humans will blend in with technology. As a result, people will be completely controlled through artificial intelligence and surveillance technologies. Gee, does that sound like the mark of the beast to you? All righty. Um, let's try this. Let's attempt it. Um, and if not, we'll uh, we'll call it a day. And um, we will try. To, I will try to fix what's going on here. The whole thing is that when I used to show, uh, I don't know, I guess for the last three months or so, I've been doing it on another computer. The other one kind of took a dive on me. And... Um, Doing it on another computer has made it a little, rather difficult uh, because I don't have all the settings that I had with the old computer. So, um, but you don't want to hear me talk about that. So let's, uh, huh, maybe it's not going to let me look at that video. Oh, there it is right there. Here we go. Ouch. Thousands of doctors and scientists worldwide. Okay, folks. It's just not going to work right. So um, I think what I might switch over and do so we can use the time wisely would be to uh, go back to that page and uh, just read down. Okay. Because it's going to talk about what they're talking about in the videos. And this way we save some time. And I've, I've actually, I've showed this picture, this video with, uh, with Carrie Madej. And, uh, so, you know, you can go back and look at that if you want to. Um, okay. Uh, this involves uh, population control, which in their view requires both a massive reduction of the population and manipulating the DNA of the um, remaining population with the help for example, of mRNA experimental injections. And and let's not forget that that's not the only way, okay? They, um, they're very inventive and can take us out in so many different ways, okay? But I'd like to put a qualifier in there and say that if you know Yeshua as your Lord and Savior, you're going, there he goes again, there he goes again. Well, you know, if you want an insurance policy, it's about the best you can get, okay? But because um, it's win-win, because if you, um, you know, if you get protection, which he promises to do while you're in this world, then uh, you're protected. And if you happen to expire from this world, I hate that word. It sounds like, it sounds like a library book. Um, but if you happen to, to go to heaven afterwards, hey, that's a win-win situation. You live in, um, in the beauty of majesty and grace and um, and everything for the, for eternity. I mean, that's, 
there's no way of getting around it. That's the best thing that could possibly happen. But um, anyway, uh, let me read on. But it also requires, in their view, the deliberate destruction of democracy, of the rule of law, and of our constitutions through the chaos, so that ultimately we will agree to, one, losing our national and cultural identities instead of accepting a one-world and and instead of accepting a one-world government under the UN, the United Nations, which is now under the full control of these players and their World Economic Forum. Two, digital passports under which every every move is monitored and controlled. And three, one digital currency, which we'll only be able to receive from a one-world bank, theirs, of course. Uh, at the conclusion of this case, and after you hear all the evidence, um, they're saying, we are confident you will recommend indictments against all six punitive figurehead defendants. Christian Drosten um, of Germany, Anthony Fauci of the United States, Tedros of the World Health Organization, Bill Gates, and BlackRock and Pfizer are all the defendants. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this case is about a long-planned agenda of a group of ultra-rich people and their financial mafia based in the city of London and on Wall Street to use the pseudo-pandemic as a guise behind which, which with our attention on is being on the pandemic, they seek to complete their just decades-long efforts to gain full and complete control over all of us. Um, boy, there's another video I really wish we could listen to. Maybe we can do that the next time we get together, okay? Um, and I promise you I'm really going to research to find out what's going on. Uh, there are numerous platforms in which this group has been meeting and discussing this agenda, but the most important one is the World Economic Forum, which was invented in 1971. But this is stuff that we heard already by then. 33-year-old Klaus Schwab um, has 100 global corporations that lead $5 billion in annual sales, as well as politicians, media representatives, scientists, and other so-called high-profile personalities. They meet once a year in Davos. Uh, there are no other such meetings, for example. Uh, but there are other such meetings, for example, in China. Since 1992, they have created and presented to us their own group of political leaders for the world. This was kind of weird because, um, well, and, let me read it. Among first graduates, as I mentioned before, were Angela Merkel and Bill Gates in 1992. Others are Sebastian Kurtz, re until recently Chancellor of Austria, Justin Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada, Jacinda or Jacinda Ardern, Prime Minister of New Zealand, and Emmanuel Macron, President of France, and many, many more. Boy, there's a, a gaggle of uh, communist rags, huh? Um, this group, which is now called the Davos Click, yeah, we heard this. Um, okay. Members of the jury, we will call a number of differently high-renowned uh, expert witnesses from all walks of science, but also witnesses who will testify that, uh, to the damage they have suffered as a result of getting experimental injections in this trial. Um, there are other websites, folks, where you can know, uh, oh, what's the one? Um, oh my goodness, my memory fails me, but which it does a lot anymore. But, um, there's one where, uh, you can go and it's got people from all over the world that are giving their testimony. 
Uh, it starts out with, um, you know, you have they have to report when they took the shot, the first job, jab, the second jab, and any boosters. Uh, and then how they felt before, how they felt during the time that they got the injection, um, you know, maybe to a couple of days afterwards, and then after that. And there's some really heart-wrenching stories on there. I mean, there's some people that have gone through a lot. Oh, excuse me, a lot of things that they shouldn't have had to go through. Um, I'm just scrolling down here to see if there's anything else I should read because it seems like um, what I'm reading here is what the man read earlier on. That's going to be a good one right there when we listen to it. Um, So without further ado, folks, I'm going to get out of this, okay? And I am going to go back to plain old me. Boy, it's been an interesting evening, hasn't it? With uh, all the bugs and stuff that we've been trying to work out. I've been trying to work out. Um, Yeah, the government doesn't want me to stream. That could very well be. Uh, A lot of times, though, this happens when I'm watching videos, too. So uh, it has something to do with videos, of course. And um, years ago, a couple years ago, I put this thing in a search engine, this particular problem, you know, interference while listening to videos. And there was one site that actually gave me the fix for it. And, you know, me save a site. Nah, why? Uh, You know, I should have. I should have saved it and I could have used it again. But I have to find it again to find out exactly what's wrong. It involves going into Windows and turning something off. I know that. And... um, If anybody's got any ideas about it uh, or, you know, has a fix so I don't have to look all over the Internet for it. um, Oh, pardon me. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. That's impolite. And I really apologize. Um, But uh, just write to me. um, You can go to the website at delusionresistance.org. And you can find my, uh, my, my contact information there. And you can write me and let me know if you know how to get rid of that noise. Um, It happened on the other computer and on this one, so it's not a computer-specific thing. It's definitely a program-specific thing, and I just want to get it fixed. So, Um, Because I'm sure you guys would like to watch videos once in a while instead of listen to me talk or me and Brian or whatever. Um, I I would like to next week um, talk to... Ralph Epperson, actually, <laughs> Ralph's generation, you know, is my mother's generation, and they have really have a hard time with computers and, and understanding the uh, the terms and nomenclatures that are used with computers. And um, you know, I've sat here for quite a while, a couple of times, uh, trying to help Ralph to get onto this format here, which is pretty easy actually, but for some reason, there's just something. There's like one little gap that's not clicking, and um, so we have to, uh, what I'll probably do if I have them on is, um, it probably won't be a Monday night either. Cause what I'm going to have to do is get onto, uh, zoom and record the zoom thing and then, um, and then upload it to this so that you guys can watch it uninterrupted. Um, that would really be a good thing for a Monday when, you know, there is slow, a slow week has happened. <laughs> when does that happen anymore? Right. Um, 
But uh, so I'd like to have him on, and I'm still waiting for Jonathan Gray to write back to me. I'm going to shoot him another letter. Now, Jonathan's kind of an older guy, so I hope that, you know, he's still around to become on the radio show. Um, and that he's in good health, too. So, um, and then I have a, I have a friend that's uh, around here that's kind of unique. His name is Todd. And when I told him I wanted him to come on, he started calling it a Toddcast instead of a podcast. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, I'd like to have him on someday. Todd is a very um, unique and individual personality that's seen a lot of things. And uh, some of the things he probably was not meant to see, but he saw them anyway. And uh, so I'd like to get him on, you know, get kind of an idea what, what we're going to talk about, a script, so to speak get him on so that we can uh talk to him he's he's quite a character i think you'll get a kick out of him um very abrupt very matter of fact you know doesn't mess around doesn't mix words so uh anyway i will uh i'm gonna go ahead and uh it's, we've been on for an hour and 17 minutes anyway so i want to thank uh lexi castress for um excuse me for being on and for helping me try to figure out this problem. Thank you very much, Lexi. Uh, you've been awesome. And you always are when you're on here. Um, I, this is weird because I've never really talked to audiences like this. And my, my wife watches these things all the time, um, true crime. And and these guys, they'll talk and then they'll talk to the people on the chat. And I always thought it was kind of weird, but I'm starting to kind of get into it. So um, anyway, uh Having said that, I'm going to go ahead and sign off of this. I wish we could have done more tonight. But, oh, thank you. Thank you, Lexi. Um, so, anyway, uh, thanks for your patience. Thanks for your, your goodness and kindness. Thanks for being a wonderful audience. And um, I will, I or we will be back next Monday, of course. But uh, maybe later on this week I can get back on and try to continue this without all the... Um, the interference, so to speak. Anyway, God bless you guys. Uh, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Make you make me make his face right. Let me start again. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face rise upon you. May he watch your going out and your coming in. You're rising up and you're lying down. May he bring you the peace that passes all understanding. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, folks, um, again, we'll, we'll attempt this uh, probably later this week. And um, <laughs> uh, hopefully we can get, oh, by the way, my little dog buddy here um, over there is uh, our mascot. We all have mascots and uh, Buddy does what he's doing best. He's lying there getting ready to go to sleep. So watching his eyes close as I'm talking to you. Anyway. Uh, have a blessed uh, couple of days until we can see each other again, okay? And, uh, uh, well, talk to you later. Bye.